I feel a bit better, uh, better rested this morning, not having stayed up so late watching the Emmys. <laughs> Although they ended on time, we got to give them that. They much, did. Right? Yep. And Kimmel was funny. He was so good. I, I always say, I said this yesterday. Um, I'd love this to be his warm up for an Oscar hosting gig one day. It's fine with me. It worked for me, and yeah. he works with ABC, so why not? Hey, look at that! Uh, one of the more memorable speeches of the night was from Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yes. She won uh, the Emmy for the Outstanding Lead Actress in a Comedy Series. Had some funny in it, but then yep. she got serious at the end. Lastly, I'd like to dedicate this to my father, William Louis Dreyfus, who passed away on Friday, and I'm so glad that he liked me. Because his opinion was the one that really mattered. Thank you. Yeah. It was one of my favorite yeah. moments because it was like, oh. Well, you went from just, a lot of funny to this wow. Yeah. You didn't expect it from her. Yeah. And uh, apparently a lot of people, when she gave that speech, were not listening closely enough. I know. Because everybody <laughs> took to Twitter, or a lot of people took to Twitter, and were sorrowful that actor Richard Dreyfus had passed away. And it's like, she didn't say Richard Dreyfus. Her dad's name is William Louis Dreyfus. So right. everybody was, oh, Richard, Richard Dreyfus, Dreyfus is not her, oh. Richard Dreyfus yeah. is not her father he's either. Not. He, he's won Oscars. He's won uh, Golden Globes uh, from you know way back. Golden Girl, uh, the Goodbye Girl, excuse me, 1977. So he finally had a take to Twitter. And his message was, I'm not actually Julia Louis Dreyfus's father, but I really appreciate all the concerned tweets. Yeah. That's so crazy. That's, here, what's that old game that you play? when you were a kid where you said one thing in somebody's ear and then by the time it went to four or five people it changed completely yeah. or so, how quickly something yeah. is can be misunderstood and viral it's worse today well the the problem here is that you, it's and it's what people do now you facebook or you twitter at the, you mm-hmm. tweet at the same time you're watching something so you can't do two things at the same right. time well right right and, and focus and so, is split yeah so that's a that's a horrible assumption when somebody does that and then starts going public with it yeah Wow. Richard Dreyfus is alive and well and okay. And I haven't thought of him in a long time, but I do love you him. Either. You have to put him back on the map again, <laughs> huh? All right. On the way, guys, what women really think of men with beards. I have known this all of my life, thanks to one Eddie Rabbit. I'm hoping that this is okay, a good thing so, I've not shaved mine yet. Uh, what women really think of men with beards. It might not be what you think. That's coming up. And speaking of beards, boy, does he have one. David Letterman is coming back to television, and we have a little bit, a preview of it for you coming up next in The Hollywood Outsider. Trending now, Jody's Hollywood Outsider. You guys know that David Letterman has a new show, correct? Did you know he's coming back to TV? Been I thought he was for re- it. I thought he was retired completely. The last interview that you and I saw, Jody, is that he was just, he'd become a hermit. He's grown his beard crazy long, and he's mm-hmm. just kind of like, out of the spotlight. That's all still true. In fact, that interview was fascinating because he, they said, "Do you ever think about late? Do you watch late night television now?" And he was like, "No. Once I'm, once you're done with something, I'm mm-hmm. done with it." And that would make him miserable because he he'd be thinking, "I would have said this." Oh yeah, or, yeah. He'd be writing so jokes. I think he sound he seems really happy. No, he is an upcoming host for um, this Emmy nominated. National Geographic docu-series called Years of Living Dangerously and for his episode he's hosting it's all about having clean energy and so he's at these solar panels I'm in no position to editorialize about uh, solar power or any kind of renewable power I've created excuse the expression kind of a a love affair with this think about the coal-fired dangerous smoke belching generating plants and then you, you, you look at this and it's friendly there's something very appealing about this, and it's, it's smooth. Look at it. I can touch it, and it's uh, safe. Put my head right there on it. 
Oh, oh, oh my, oh, oh my God. Oh, oh, can't oh, help. Oh, 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 go for the laugh Good. and it gets Good. on the floor. I was hoping it wouldn't be serious the But whole it's time. a serious show, okay? His date for his, the new season debuts in October, October 30th. No specific air date for his episode, but there are other famous people hosting different episodes. He travels to India to, you know, explore the, uh, the process of clean energy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of cool. Obviously something that means something to him, so that's how he comes back. But of course he can't resist. He can't so resist. So you're saying we can't touch a solar panel? Uh, no, you can touch it because he touched it and then he did the yeah. the th- exact same thing that you would have done, Oh, of Sam. course. Do you miss him? Yeah, I do. I kind of do miss that line. Well, every time I watch the... When you and I saw that documentary thingy, well, it wasn't really that. It was just an interview. It's just like the end of the era. You know what I mean? Okay, there's a lot of good news too. Well, look, I mean, you've got Kimmel, you get Fallon, you've got you know James Corden, James Corden, you've got uh, a ton of great hosts right now. I'm ready for James Corden yeah. to host some more stuff, aren't mm-hmm. you? Up to date with Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, furry faces. That means you, Murphy, and you, producer David. Sorry, Sam. It's okay. What women really think yeah. about men with beards and facial hair? Not surprising to me. That is next. So what is it that you think that women really think about beards? I know for years, Murphy, you thought. Well, I mean, for me, it was a question of trustworthiness. <laughs> I'd always read that. You know, there were a lot of books I'd read, for example, that you're, especially in business transactions, you're more likely to trust somebody who is clean shaven. Uh, and what did I, what have I always said about facial hair? Oh, you love it. You think it's hot. I have always <laughs> loved it. When actually, whenever I was very young i liked men with beards right uh, eddie rabbit for one <laughs> maybe that was part of my attraction to him but you know i grew up in the country and we always mm-hmm. listen to all that kind of stuff i never liked the full long 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 i love the close shave the thing that murphy's rocking now producer right. david has a great beard thank you thank you and now how yours is very macho well not macho <laughs> but very masculine macho. thank you <laughs> right yours is very full yeah well, you do the you do the full beard thing i just did i i did the I don't know what you call it, the sort of Leo thing, Leo's first, not not the, uh, the, the, the very scruff. light one, right, exactly. I love that. Because, you know, last year, remember, we were asked to look manly mm-hmm. for our photos, Sam. <laughs> well, we so, tried. Sam so, grew, you grew some facial hair, too. Yeah. It just gives you some real depth there. I don't know what it is, well, but and I, for the photos. It's, it's funny, I just told Jody this past weekend that I thought about shaving mine. I'm 10 months into this now, and I like it. But I don't, it's not as thick as David's, but, you know, it's... it's perfect. I really like it. Um, Sam, why did you shave yours and keep it off? Why are you clean shaven? It uh, comes and goes. It's not you? Yeah, there's times I feel like having it, and then I get tired of dealing with it, and yeah. so I get rid of it. Well, as suspected, maybe this is just something I've always felt. I don't know. I never really knew why. But science says women do find men with facial hair more attractive, more masculine. It's really? something inside of you that goes back to, you know, a long time ago when you're looking for a man who's very healthy and can provide. <laughs> so it's like biological you know, that times, we're more attracted to men with facial hair. The times I have grown the goatee or whatever, I've been told uh, they really to they really like it. Different women at different times. I don't like the goatee. Like, go beard. Mm, I can't do the beard. Why I've not, tried that Because it just starts itching and driving me nuts. Wait, keep it trim like I do mine, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Murphy he bought a trimmer and everything. Yeah. I think well, he's going to keep it forever. Anything to keep my Eddie Rabbit loving wife happy. <laughs> Wait, yours is your own. I'm just saying oh, that's yeah. the first man with a beard that I was like, oh, wow. And I was a little girl. <laughs> what is that? Well, and I'm not saying, hey, I want to be known. I want to be as sexy as Eddie Rabbit was, you know. I'm saying yours is your own. You look really, really good with it. So, guys, grow them. Grow them and take care of them and trim them up. 
Coming up, Jody finds the good news today. Jody's good thing. If you've ever thought that music is therapy, mm-hmm. I've got to introduce you to this man. His name is Ted. He's 80 years old and he just got a record deal because really? he's that good. And we make it a habit to look past the bad headlines of the day. Not because we're in denial, just because we like to find the good news. Good news. Jody's good thing. I'm trying to kind of be your escape from that. And this good thing story, I am loving. Maybe I'll share it again even later this week on Friday. Okay, so there's an 80-year-old man um, in Australia, and he, he has dementia. But he's also scored a record deal recently because online videos of him singing in his car have gone viral. He's known as the Song a Minute Man. His name is Ted McDermott, and he is signed with a record deal after his car karaoke. So his son's name is Simon, and his son takes him riding in the car and singing, which is the only thing that seems to help him feel better, is music. And Ted was an entertainer for years and years, so he doesn't even recognize his... Well, you know what? It sounds like that would be... Something yes, like that sounds like therapy. somebody my, my grandmother would have said, Ted mm-hmm. McDermott, you know, he used to sing for such and such band, <laughs> right? Okay, well, anyway, let me say this. And don't we all know this to be true, that music can be therapeutic? Absolutely. Ted sometimes doesn't even remember his son, but his son takes him in the car riding and he remembers words to songs. So he started doing this as therapy for his dad and realized that it brought him out of his shell. It made him feel good. It was I happy. He started filming it, carpool karaoke, basically with his dad, and it's gone viral. Here's a little bit of it. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me quando, quando, quando. The son sings that with him, cool. but he's lead. He can sing, no? It's beautiful. I like that song, too. I know. (laughs) I know. Murphy does love that song. Just joy. It brings joy. And there's something inside of him that remembers that. Can't forget that. And he's not really able to have regular conversations with somebody who can can sing Sometimes. Sometimes he does. We don't know the severity of it. But there's even more. He's done it a few times. His name is Ted. They call him Teddy Mac, and he's got a deal now. His song, he's doing a Frank Sinatra. We don't have a copy of that yet. Frank Sinatra, You Make Me Feel So Young version. Uh, It'll be released this week, and money from the sale of it, which you need to get it, Murphy, goes, uh, it'll go some of it to his family to help care for him, but half of it to Alzheimer's Society for helping the family. God, that's... His name is Teddy really Mac, awesome. and we love him. Jody's good thing. 877-310-4MSJ. I always love to hear from you. John is next. Oh, yeah, Murphy. You're going to love this one. John says he starts his morning with Murphy, Sam, and Jody, but there's something more important he does before us. Okay. 877-310-4MSJ. Morning, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're great. Yeah. Awesome. Hey, I love that I can get up at 4 in the morning. I get up to pray, pray and meditate every morning at 4. Oh, nice. And I'm just dying to listen to your show at 5 in the morning every morning. Oh, oh. so you listen to us after you meditate? Yeah, I spend an hour, at least an hour in prayer and meditation before <gasps> I listen. And then we screw it all up for you, I was you, about right? to say, you really let us <laughs> infringe on that yeah. piece? Yeah, I can't wait for you in the morning to get centered and then listen to your program. It's great. <sighs> Thank you. you spend really an hour doing that whole thing, prayer and meditation? Oh, yeah. And I can't oh. wait up. I, I mean, I got up at two this morning because I couldn't wait to do it. Here's my question. <laughs> if you listen, you know I'm kind of all over the place. But when I've tried to yeah. meditate, 
I do a pretty good job of clearing my mind. But then right. I start thinking about all the things I need <laughs> yeah. to do, yep. and it becomes my list. That's not what it's supposed well, to be. Right, but you see, I, I do the opposite, where I concentrate on filling my mind with things that I want there. Oh. Uh, nature absorbs a vacuum, so when you try to empty your mind, things naturally move in. Yeah. Right. So I put things in that I want there to be there so nothing else can get in. The times I've tried meditating, yeah. I screw it up because I'm, I start thinking about that I'm spoke, supposed to be thinking about meditating. <laughs> <laughs> and it feeds on itself, and then it blows it all out, yeah. Oh. And another thing is, I understand how my emotions work, because if I get angry about something, I can control my emotions. And I've, I've learned how to be that centered, that if I'm angry or afraid, I can shift myself to loving people with it, just with a thought. Nice. Wow. And oh, my gosh. that's how it's easy to control your emotions and control your life. Ta-da! Thank you for the therapy this morning. <laughs> You're the healthiest person we've ever spoken yeah. to. Thank you, John. And you know what? What John just explained is the reason that I have tried and, and not really succeeded at it. He's a perfect example <laughs> of what, what that centering is all about. Someone who I've been you know, seeing and counseling with since my mother passed away has recommended that. Mm-hmm. And, a and daily. I was good up until about six weeks ago, You know, until all the changes started to happen and our routines kind of changed at the house. Jody's mom. I'm not blaming Jody's mom. <laughs> okay, when my mom moved in. No, no, no. But she my, ruined his my, meditation. My, my regular routine, I was just starting to get in that habit but it yeah. really it takes discipline and practice once you get it yeah. it's a lot easier but you just it's it's like working a muscle once you start to do to it plan to make, it makes make a big time difference. for it i guess every day yes we appreciate but you don't have to you, do john. a whole hour they say 10 minutes literally yeah yeah thank you john be a part of the show anytime we love having you along <laughs> 877-310-4msj coming up jody has your hollywood outsider he's a funny man but why is it so serious right now why is jim carrey being sued it's a wrongful death law Suit against him. Tell you about that next. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. All right, let's tell you about this Jim Carrey story and why he's being. Uh, there, there's a wrongful death suit filed against him. What? The funniest Jim, actor of all time? Got no food. Got no jobs. Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> You know, Dumb and Dumber, I could just watch that over and over. I know you could, Sam. Enjoy that for the rest of Not your life. Not the new one, but the okay, original. So, and, in fact, whenever I first discovered Jim Carrey was pet detective, oh, Ace Ventura, Ventura. Pet detective, I couldn't believe what this man could do. But remember, just because someone can make you laugh does not mean there's something not something d- deeper, darker behind. Although I don't... I feel like this is a case where we will never know the truth, and there are a lot of those. So Jim Carrey's ex-girlfriend, I'm going to take you back to last year at this time. Her name was Catherine. Uh, she died of an overdose. Remember right. hearing about that? Right. Well, her name was Catherine White. Her estranged husband is now suing Jim Carrey for wrongful death. He's filed a wrongful death lawsuit against Jim Carrey, saying that Jim Carrey is the one who gave her all these illegally drugs, One of his statements is Jim used his immense wealth and celebrity status to illegally obtain and distribute highly addictive, in this case, deadly controlled substances. And, you know, I I think that like Uh he had broken up with her a week before she, you know, took home. Yes, Jim Carrey had broken up with her. So he's not taking this lying down. He made a statement that Jim Carrey did. And he says, you know, he's definitely going to fight back. The statement is, what a terrible shame. It would be easy for me to get in a back room with this man's lawyer and make this go away. But there are some moments in life when you have to stand up and defend your honor against the evil in this world. He also offered, I will not tolerate this heartless attempt to exploit exploit me or the woman I love. <laughs> so um, he's going to be in this battle probably for a long time. Yeah. And no matter what, I feel like. 
right here at the start, it's one of these cases where you're never really going to know. Nope. How can you? How can you know what troubles this lady had in her heart for her whole life? And did he have some anything to do with that? Some of it will come out in court, but we'll never really know the, the truth truth. And very difficult to imagine him in court. Just saying that. All right, coming up in your next Hollywood Outsider at 7.55 this morning. What happened last night on The Voice? It was fabulous, I thought. And Dancing with the Stars. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Man, I like this. A fall recipe that involves nachos. We got that coming up. We do. Fall nachos, if you will. And if you need a little pick-me-up today, Jody's good thing from last hour uh, about the gentleman who's suffering from dementia. He's but, 80. But the one thing that'll bring him back is music, and he mm-hmm. can sing every lyric. It's really heartwarming to watch. You can see it at <gasps> murphysamandjody.com. It's fabulous. Um, coming up, we are going to do, we're going to kick off some fall food today with caramel apple nachos. That's right, what? kids. We're going to do that. First, though, producer oh. Emily says we have a text, and you know I love the text. And y'all are going to have to explain this to me. Okay. Um, Lisa says... Just finished the latest season of Narcos myself, yeah, Lisa. and I loved it. Yeah, we love us some Narcos. Well, Jody and I do. Actually, Sam, Sam does, does too. too. We've all been through both seasons. Yeah. Done. So well made. This is the part I need you guys to explain to me. I was so glad to hear I wasn't the only one that thought Pablo's mother looked like Tootsie. Yes. <laughs> she does, with the hair and the glasses. Who's Tootsie? Okay, Emily, you're, I, don't, I didn't even watch Tootsie when I was little, but everybody knew who Tootsie was. Uh, Dustin Hoffman dressed up as a woman yeah. for the movie Tootsie. Oh, in the eighties, okay. early eighties is the reason that that doesn't okay. ring a bell because you were in a playpen, actually, Emily. Yeah, well, or not even born yet. Yeah, I think that movie came out in like nineteen eighty two. That's when I was born. <laughs> there yeah. you go, playpen. So anyway, Lisa, I'm so glad you loved it. We'll continue to let you know what we're watching, what we're binging on. Just like our book yeah. club, we got. We got to pick up Stranger Things now. Not Tony yet. Murphy? Not yet. We, we talked just, about it though. We need our next show. I would like to do Stranger Things. The problem I want to do it with the kids. We want to do something that right uh, that the kids can watch too. And that one for Phoebe may be a little intense. She doesn't like scary. Right. So we're gonna do something. I family. don't blame her. Yeah, no Pablo. Are right, you right? You guys ready? <laughs> fall food. Let's kick it off today. I love fall food. Caramel apple nachos. Oh my gosh. This takes the caramel apple thing a step further. No cheese in this, huh? Yeah, because no. when I hear nachos, I think cheese. I'm yeah. sorry. You put apple slices out on a plate or make them in a pretty pattern on a plate, whatever, okay? And then you heat up some caramel sauce and you uh-huh. drizzle. You melt some peanut butter and you drizzle. Mm. You sprinkle little chocolate chips on it and you can also sprinkle little granola. And I would also have caramel sauce on the side for dipping for those who want more sauce. Yeah. Kids will go crazy for that, young and old, and it's good for them. But it's in the form of nachos yeah it's a like snack it. it's it's a it's yeah. a dessert nacho it's sam easier. you don't have to worry about it i know it's just not doing it for me yeah. i'm sorry it's easier on your teeth than an that's actual caramel that's what i was gonna say a caramel apple is really hard on your teeth oh yeah and i yeah. love the f- taste so this is easier yeah i think i almost lost my whole bottom row one year trying to eat one of those <laughs> <laughs> anyway go check out the the method of how to make it at murphysamandjody.com coming up with murphy sam and jody how to help your kids when they have to speak in front of a crowd for the first time i had this with my 13 year old jackson oh, yeah, it came sam. out pretty good too you remember the uh, first time murphy and jody that you had to speak as a child in front of the classroom sort of mine was in, in church in church yeah the uh, same thing though actually Were you terrified sam, sam mine was at a play and it was a christmas play and it was in the second grade i think and yeah sweet. i was terrified sweet did because you have I was to speak or were you a character no it was a speaking part it was one of it, i weren't it wasn't really like anybody was in a role yeah. it was sort of a christmas play where you told stories of international blah 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 things uh-huh. and, 
And so I had a speech to, uh, about Wassel. Yeah. I had to talk about Wassel. Uh, and I got up and my knees were knocking each other. I was yeah. so Sweet, nervous. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I used to hate that whenever the teacher would say, you know, every, the whole class has to recite this poem and Sam, you're gone first. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Two roads diverged. Well, remember that public speaking is supposedly the number one fear yeah. of human beings. Um, my son, Jackson, who's 13, he this summer he went with his church youth group on a mission trip. Nice. And so this past weekend, they had some of the kids get up and talk in front of the youth group and youth parents and other parents from the church who had put up money for kids to go on the, right. on the trip. Right. So he a was report. he was just terrified. He first of all he said he didn't want to do it, but his mom bribed him by letting him play Pokemon Go. And it's like, well, you can't complain at this point. You took the deal. Yeah. You got to do it. And he was just terrified that he doesn't want to do it. I mean, it's all these people, and I'm going to be the only one. And and so we sat there. They had a, a couple of guidelines or questions or whatever to help him. You know, what did you learn? Where did you go? And so we sat, even went and bought him some index cards. Nice. So he could write Make down notes. his thoughts. And But he didn't want to do that. He wanted to, he wanted to do, he actually wanted to do bullet points on a page. Wow, good so for we him. So we were doing the bullet points. Yeah. Where he went, who, what kids you met, what exactly did you do, that kind of stuff. And, right. And, you know, I emailed it to his mom and he had it on his phone and, you know, in case he well, couldn't wait. print it out. Okay, that's all good, but... Sam, you're good in front of a crowd. Did you give him any of your, you know? I, I did tell him, I said, you've got these things. I said, but if, while you're doing these, something else pops up. Say it. Right. And I said, and there was a couple of lines in there I helped him out with with a couple of funnies. And he wasn't sure about putting, you know, you know choose your favorite animal. And one kid took said werewolf. I said, that's funny, Jack. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's making fun of the kid. No, no, no that's not. funny. Did you tell him to make eye contact with at least one person? No. I that's said, important. look straight down at your shoes. No. And don't look up whatever you do. No. <laughs> eye contact. Uh, eye contact's well, that, important. It grounds you. And the bullet points allows him to be himself and be conversational. Right, right. That's the secret right there. Yeah, I like it And we ran through it ahead of time, too, so it was good. Nice. It's always worse right before. And once you're underway, you're fine. And then it's yep. over, and you thought, Psh, I could do that again. Yep. Told him to do like Daddy does. Get you a drink before you okay. go. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> okay, coming up, is NASA really changing your Zodiac sign? That's next. Did you hear about NASA changing your Zodiac sign? And no, you saw this, Sam. Why does, wait, let me ask you this. What does NASA have to do with Zodiac signs anyway? Apparently, they have other ideas, and they quietly announced it this year that they're changing, that they say you should change the whole thing. Yeah, this doesn't really change anything. No, it doesn't. This is NASA's suggestion. They say new wait, dates. so these are scientists that have gone in and said, what, the dates aren't really the dates? They're or? saying that Earth is very different now than way back when, when Babylonians came up with the Zodiac, the one that we know and love or whatever and follow, which I never have. Well, really put any i don't do that but this Think might explain it. that my zodiac was a lot ac- more accurate when i was a kid than it is now maybe they're do you right even look though okay so what do you think you are murphy because i know your birthday well i'm a leo yeah you're not a leo anymore <laughs> how does that happen well, actually you're a cancer now july 20 through august 10th is now cancer i used to be cancer but now i'm a gemini according to nasa so wait everything's moved back by a month it's moved i'm yeah. smack dab in the middle of leo so it's not yeah, i sam, was in the middle of virgo and i'm not anymore you're a leo now sam yeah. sam is not a leo the i can tell you that <laughs> not by the classic leo definition see what's funny is that i don't know any i i wouldn't if you when you say leo that means nothing to me leos are headstrong passionate pretty stubborn outgoing 
You figure out the rest. Fill in the rest of the blanks. And you, Next to Leo is my picture. <laughs> oh, that's true. It says not. And, I've had, and, not. and, and let those that do, the funny thing is, I don't really follow any of that stuff that closely either, but mm-hmm. I have some friends that do, and they swear by it. It's just like, yeah, you absolutely are a Leo, Murphy. Well, the deal is, of course, with NASA saying this and this making the news and the rounds and online. Of course, there are skeptics and all kinds of people that go, "Whoa, hold on, hold on." They reminding they reminding everybody astronomy and astrology are not the same thing. Just because constellations have shifted, it doesn't mean that horoscopes aren't accurate anymore. You can be the the sign that you've always been. You don't have to listen to this garbage. But they're just <laughs> saying that the Babylonians. NASA says the Babylonians yeah, wanted to make the twelve zodiac signs line up with 12 months on a calendar and they totally ignore the 13th constellation so there's another the 13th sign. constellation then they got rid of a planet and now they're adding constellations nasa well, not me I, I just feel like you can't really predict the future by looking through a telescope anyway right <laughs> <laughs> to simplify things <laughs> anyway you're according to nasa you're not um a Leo, a anymore. Leo anymore, but you really are, Murph. <laughs> Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Not done with this because producer David, this is a big deal for him. Life changing because of the Zodiac issue. Tell you about that next. So we're telling you about uh, NASA quietly announcing that there are you know different dates for each Zodiac sign, and that there's a lot of you know. I guess, uproar about it for those who love to follow their sign and Zodiac right. sign. And producer Emily had said, well, she read that they're not really changing it. They're just mm-hmm. saying there's always been this other constellation that was never brought into account. Right. Like there was never, nobody paid attention to this one. So whenever they did the moon and the, the moon phases, and that's how they made our 12-month calendar, the 13 constellations that were out there didn't fit into it pretty. Ooh, was so that because saying, of the 13th superstition? Well, because if they kick one out, there's... 12 for 12 yeah. months kind of yeah. a thing. Now we have an extra um, so, one. Right. So now there's there's one that's always been there, Sam. It's not they didn't just make it up. I heard you say that. Where, they just pulled this one out of the sky. They're <laughs> always pulling stuff out of the sky, literally. Well, maybe it's just not that important. So, that's why it's number 13. We'll say, it's been working this long. <laughs> but NASA said, hold on. We just want to point out that there's always been 13. So this is kind of what it should look like. Mm-hmm. But no, we're not saying change it. But this is you what know? it should look like, which is not what we've always had. Like, it's not the sign I've always thought was mine. But now because of this, producer David's has changed and it's caused caused an interesting problem for him because he has a tattoo of his Zodiac <gasps> on his arm. Oh, David. What is that? That is, first of all, uh, well, it was my Gem- Gemini sign. It is awesome. <laughs> but, I don't know what it is now. but now you're not a Gemini. I guess not. When is your birthday? May 24th. I just made the Gemini, or I was just made Gemini. Oh yeah. What am I now? Taurus. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, we could make that Guess look I like could a bull. Add it to the other arm. <laughs> on the yeah. side. You know what? You get to be who you want to be in this life. Do you, are you more? Do you feel more Gemini? You must if you've got a tattoo. I always thought I did, but I mean now I'm starting well, to second guess everything. I was just say, you know, take it from <laughs> Sam. Ne- never tattoo a date to your body oh. in any place because hey, well, he had to have his removed. I yes. might do that now. Nothing no. important goes on your body. That's <laughs> a really pretty tattoo. I've always liked that one, and every time I see it on the gun there, David, I'm like, oh my gosh, how painful that must have been the inside of the arm. It's so delicate. <laughs> was yeah. it painful? Uh, not really. I compared it to a little cat scratch. That was my first and only tattoo. <laughs> so if, it's on, guy. if it's on your bicep, can you make it wink? <laughs> <laughs> Just wondering. Anyway, look. Wow, that's impressive. <laughs> if NASA didn't officially announce it, but you want to see the new sign chart based on the 13th constellation, you can get it at murphysamandjoey.com. Coming up, Sam has music news. Sting has a new song out that pays tribute to Prince, David Bowie, and Glenn Frey, three people we've lost recently. 
Tom's got music news. Stang. Uh, that was Stang. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a new album coming out. November the 11th called 57th and 9th. One of the songs he put on it's a song called 50,000. And it's his tribute to David Bowie, Prince, and Glenn Fry. He performed it for the first time the other night. One more for the list of those already fallen. What? Another one of our comrades is taken down. He does sound like he's trying to sound like Elvis. Like so many others of our calling. He's just talking about, you know, he's 64 now and he realizes his own mortality and every time one of these... Cl- awesome gods of rock I disappear I it makes him as well as all the fans realize our own mortality they're not around forever you, it's you know, you true think prince is going to be around forever at least a few it more is years. freaky and you know what's weird about it we're not the first ones to experience that all the generations before us everybody yeah. experiences that i hope that you realize your own mortality well before 64 but, yeah, i but realized it when i was in kindergarten it. It used to make me cry every day thinking one day i was going to die <laughs> All right, well, there you go, Sam. Way to live it up. There you go, kids. Enjoy your school day today. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? But Sting is one of those guys that believes in transcendental meditation. Mm -hmm. He seems to be a very grounded person. So maybe he Mm -hmm. actually handles it better than we think. Yeah. Also, uh, some rockers getting back together. Crowded house. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. They broke up back in 96. And so they're having a big reunion, couple of nights concert coming up in November. It's the really? 20th anniversary of when they broke up. Is this like the only song they'll perform? Or no, it's definitely had, the encore. They had two songs that I remember. This one and Something So Strong. Oh, yeah. It was a really cool album when I bought it. I, you know, but Sorry, that was Murph. It. it was like, what, that was 1987-ish, something like that? Okay. That'd be a short concert, by the way. Okay. They're very talented musicians. And this is really cool. The other night, they had the 25th anniversary of the release of uh, Beauty and the Beast in uh, New yes. York at Lincoln Center. Yes. Alan Minkin, who wrote a lot of the music, was there performing it. And, uh, all the actors, the original actors, were there and took a bow before they showed the movie. And guess who walks out? 90 years old, Angela Lansbury, and she sings Beauty and the Beast. At 90 years old? Mm -hmm. Wow. True as it can be. Sounds wild. awesome, doesn't it does she? Does sound awesome. Don't you want her to be your grandmother? <laughs> I well, I love my grandmother, but she would have been nice to visit. <laughs> Thank you, Sam. All right. Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Music news. Right, coming up next in your Hollywood Outsider, we'll take you to last night's Dancing with the Stars and the season premiere of The Voice mm-hmm. and this new panel of coaches. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. The Voice Season 11 debuted last night, right up against Dancing with the Stars, and I could not resist this new panel, Sam. I'm in love with this new panel. I've always loved Adam and Blake and their chemistry, if that's what you can call it, the way they rib each other. And now, Miley Cyrus is there, not causing any controversy, did a fine job, not yet anyway. And Alicia Keys, who got a lot of you know, people on her team last mm-hmm. night, like every person singing wants to work with her. And don't even get me started on how great she looks without makeup. You know, a couple of weeks ago, it was like, you know, a story that she stopped wearing makeup. Yeah. And she's not against makeup. You do your thing, but just for me, I want to go more natural. And I thought, is she going to do that on national television? She did. And she looks gorgeous and everybody wants to work with her. You know, you got it or you don't got it and you got it. And I really, yes. really, really felt you, man. Yeah. Man, I mean, Adam is feeling 
that everybody doesn't want to work with him. Everybody wants to work with Alicia I thought Keys. everybody loved Adam. No kidding. That's what happens. Um, Adam had a really fun moment last night. He was fighting for this contestant, this singer who's really good. He was doing the old standards. But Adam wanted to go ahead and start coaching him ahead of time to kind of sway him to his team. And gets up there and says, look, you got to relax. you got to do it like this. How's this lovely crowd doing? You guys good? I'm doing Someday when I'm off the when the world is cold. Ah, he only did the first verse. Yeah. And then he gave the mic over and he gave him a lesson right there, begging him to go on his team. Anyway, just so you know, blind auditions continue tonight. And the funniest moment from last night to me is when Blake really tried hard to get this contestant mm-hmm. away from Alicia because it looked like she was gonna go with Alicia. And Blake got her, got right in front of Alicia's chair and did this. This coach is on fire. (laughs) It was so much fun. Okay, across the networks, Dancing with the Stars last night. Everybody danced to TV theme songs like Maxim and Amber Rose Mm. danced a waltz. Viennese waltz to the Game of Thrones theme. Oh, cool. On the top of the board, Val Tchmerkovsky and Lori Hernandez and look for them to stay on top a lot. Somebody goes home tonight on a results show. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood outsider. On the way, are you ready for a really fun, good story? The good thing's on the way. It's about an 80-year-old man who is dealing with dementia and Alzheimer's and the really creative way his son kind of brings him out of that. On the way. And if you're a Mad Sting fan, you know, from the police, new album coming out. You missed it in music news last yes. hour. Sam had it. You can uh, download the podcast at MurphySamAndJody.com or listen on the free Murphy, Sam, and Jody app. Are you guys ready for the sweetest thing you're going to hear all day? Good news. Jody's good thing. There's an 80-year-old man in Australia, and he was an entertainer for decades, and he sang. Mm-hmm. And his name is Ted McDermott. They called him Teddy Mac. He's known as that. Well, he's 80 years old, and he has dementia. And he's dealing with Alzheimer's and his family. You know, they... Okay, his son takes him out in the car... One of the only things that kind of cheers him up is to sing, for him mm-hmm. to sing old songs that he used to sing and used to know and used well, to music love. Music has that effect on It you. does. I mean, music is so so therapeutic. So sometimes he doesn't even remember his son. He has those moments, but he puts him in the car and starts playing music, and he comes alive. Tell me when will you be mine? Tell me quando, quando, quando. Share love divine. That's his dad that's singing, and you hear yeah, the lead, right? The son sings with him, like the melody or harmony, I or whatever. Love but that. When will you say yes to me? And so he started sharing these carpool karaoke kind of videos with the world. They went viral, and now Teddy has a record deal. He has signed a record deal for this, mm-hmm. and um, he's going to release a song this week, the Frank Sinatra song "You Make Me Feel So Young." It'll be Teddy singing, and royalties will be divided between well his family to help him care, them care for him, mm-hmm. and then Alzheimer's society because they've helped him so much they've helped him so much with it that cool it's really raising some awareness there too and i say the lesson here is that music really stays inside of you no matter what you're dealing with that it is therapy so if there's someone that you know who's ill or whatever sick or whatever music can really bring them some joy yeah if you want to see them they are so precious go see it at murphysamandjody.com jody's good thing all right coming up next there is something that is happening in jody's family sam that has left me utterly confused (laughs) i can't think straight as a result i'll explain next 
So there's something that's happening to Jody's family, Sam, that is really beginning to confuse me here. It has nothing to do with her mom living with you, huh? No, it doesn't have anything to do with that. It actually has to do with how rapid her family is expanding. Cousins having babies and this, Mm -hmm. that, and the other. Oh, it's true. Here's the deal. I mean, I'm a young guy. I'm in my 40s. It's not like I have memory issues or anything like that. But what I am having trouble with is keeping up with all the names now. There are 23 different family members now, okay? And so every time a baby's born... You counted? Yes. Recently? Yeah. Oh, okay. Right, well, we, when I was thinking about this, I started counting. It's like, why can't I keep up with that? For my own sanity, I wanted a number. <laughs> Did you make a chart then so you can like connect everybody? Uh, that's probably a good idea. I should have a handy reference chart. Mm-hmm. Keep it on the phone. You see what I'm saying? That way, when I walk into the parties, yeah. I immediately know. Oh, so-and-so's Funny that you say that because we've talked about doing that for Papa. Because Papa is hard <laughs> on himself because he doesn't remember all of his great-grandchildren's names but it's for the same reason that you're saying. But he's got a legitimate reason. He's 87 years old. I know it. You know, I, I, I'm a fraction of that age, and it's just not sticking. Part of it's probably because uh, there were a lot of kids born in a very short period of time. Yes. Within one year, there were like four new names. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. And they're so, good names. They're beautiful. Like Gabriel right. and Avalon. Awesome. See, and that's names. that's part of it too. They're pretty, they're beautiful not names, simple. but they're unique, right? Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like there's a Jack and a John. There's a Zane, Amy, you know. <laughs> there's a Zane and huh. a Caston. Yeah. We've got a lot of great names. Yeah, and babies. So they really are. They're beautiful names. Yeah. They're just not sticking for whatever reason, right. you know. And so you don't think I'm crazy, do you, Jody? Are you? Do you? No, remember I them think all? that honestly. I think that if it were your family, you would it would stick more for you. you know There's what? something she, about the in-law yeah, thing. She's right. Because if that was going on in your family and you had all that, you probably would remember them so more. So it's an in-law thing? <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not. I don't think you, I don't want to say this wrong, I don't think you care as much to, it doesn't stay with you as much because it's not your cousin or who's having the baby or it your does. sister who's having, does that make sense? Yes, I actually do care. I know that you care. <laughs> he doesn't care. I do care as much. Whatever. Well. I'm just looking for anything to blame this on so I don't have to do my own memory. You know what I mean? Coming up with Murphy, Sam, and Jody. Be a part of the show. We love having you along. Like, John, you're next. 877-310-4MSJ. John wants to tell us what he does every morning before listening. 877-310-4MSJ. Morning, John. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys doing? We're great. Awesome. Hey, I love that I can get up at 4 in the morning. I get up to pray pray and meditate every morning at 4. Oh, nice. I'm just dying to listen to your show at 5 in the morning every morning. Oh, Oh. so you listen to us after you meditate? Yeah, I spent an hour, at least an hour in prayer meditation before I listened. And then we screw it all up for you, I was about to say, you really let us (laughs) infringe on that piece? Yeah, I can't wait for you in the morning to get centered and then listen to your program. It's great. <sighs> Thank you. you spend really an hour doing that whole thing, prayer and meditation? Oh, yeah, and I can't oh. wait up. I, I mean, I got up at 2 this morning because I couldn't wait to do it. Here's my question. <laughs> if you listen, you know I'm kind of all over the place, but when I've tried to yeah. meditate, I do a pretty good job of clearing my mind, but then right. I start thinking about all the things I need <laughs> yeah. to do, yep. and it becomes my list. That's not what it's supposed well, to be. Right, but you see, I, I do the opposite, where I concentrate on filling my mind with things that I want there. Oh. Uh, nature absorbs a vacuum, so when you try to empty your mind, things naturally move in. Yeah. Right. So I put things in that I want there to be there so nothing else can get in. The times I've tried meditating, yeah. I screw it up because I am I start thinking about that I'm spoke, supposed to be thinking about meditating. <laughs> <laughs> and it feeds on itself, and then it blows it all out, yeah. Oh. 
And another thing is, I understand how my emotions work because if I get angry about something, I can control my emotions. And I've, I've learned how to be that centered that if I'm angry or afraid, I can shift myself to loving people with it just with a thought. Nice. Wow. And oh my gosh. That's how it's easy to control your emotions and control your life. Ta-da! Thank you for the therapy this morning. <laughs> You're the healthiest person we've ever spoken yeah. to. Thank you, John. And you know what? What John just explained is the reason that I have tried and, and not really succeeded at it. He's a perfect example <laughs> of what, what that centering is all about. Someone who I've been you know, seeing and counseling with since my mother passed away has recommended that. Mm-hmm. And, a and daily. I was good up until about six weeks ago, you know, until all the changes started to happen and our routines kind of changed at the house. Jody's mom, I'm not blaming you. <laughs> <mom. laughs> my mom. No, no, no. But it, she my, ruined his my, meditation. My, my regular routine, I was just starting to get in that habit. But it yeah. really, it takes discipline and practice. Once you get it, yeah. it's a lot easier. But you just, it's it's like working a muscle. Once you start to do to it, plan, make, it makes make a big time difference. for it, I guess, every day. Yes. We appreciate it. But you don't have to you, do John. a whole hour. They say 10 minutes, literally. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, John. Be a part of the show anytime. We love having you along. 877-310-4MSJ. Coming up, Jody has your Hollywood Outsider. Going to take you to last night's blind auditions from NBC. The Voice and what you can expect from that and Dancing with the Stars tonight. Jody's Hollywood Outsider. If you love reality competition shows, this is your time. Dancing with the Stars was on last night. Yep. Lori Hernandez and Val Tumarkovsky on top. Somebody goes home tonight. And then another round, second of uh, blind auditions on NBC's The Voice. And apparently everybody wants to work with Alicia Keys. You know, you got it or you don't got it. And you got it. And I really, yes. really, really felt you, man. Yeah. <laughs> I picking mean, her over Adam? A lot of contestants were picking her. Now, towards the end of the night, Blake Shelton, who's won this many times, was fighting hard for a contestant. And every I thought, too, that they were going to pick Alicia. They picked Blake in sort of a surprise. So after he sits down in front of her red voice chair and says, listen to me, Alicia. This coach is on fire. <laughs> so much fun. So playful. No controversy from Miley Cyrus at all yet. on The Voice yet. Blind auditions continue tonight. Murphy, Sam, and Jody, your Hollywood Outsider. Sam always finds the new eats. He's the food dude. Every year when the Texas State Fair comes around and it's all over the internet about the crazy foods that they have, it's like, man, I would like to try that. Not everything, because they always do some deep fried weird stuff, too. Um, But a uh, a Walmart in Texas is opening up a restaurant that's going to be dedicated to Texas State Fair a fair food all year long. Nice. So it's basically a junk food kind of a fast food gonna, thing. You're yeah. going to smell that place a mile away. It's called State Fair Treats. They're going to have 45 different items on the menu, and every one of those items is something that they have invented or had at the Texas State Fair. Okay. Are they going to have the basics, too? Like, how about a corn dog? I mean, oh, yeah, can we please um, get the basics? Sure. Yeah, you can get a corn dog at a fair. So if we probably. go to a fair. Murphy is always about the turkey leg, and I always want, I don't always get, but I always want a corn dog. Really? Yeah. You get the regular well, corn dogs or those weird looking foot long I'd ones? rather the regular, but. And a, and a turkey leg is just a value. <laughs> the whole family can eat off of it. Walk around and with, eat it with one hand. It's going to be a deep fried butter. There's a hamburger on the menu that has grilled cheese sandwiches for buns, and they deep fry that as well. Yeah. And you see where this is going. I do. A heart attack. I do. Yeah. I do. So anyway. Smell it a mile away. Mm-hmm. All right, coming up, I've just realized this morning, Sam, that you have something very much in common with my grandpa. Oh. I'll tell you about that next. We're 
We've put a video up online this morning at murphysamandjody.com and on our Facebook page of Cats and Toasters. It's the new Cats, <laughs> what? It's the new cats and um, Cucumbers video because yeah. if you've ever seen the Cats and Cucumbers, it's hysterical. Well, the Toasters, it's obvious. You can, you, you're can just like waiting for a jack-in-the-box to pop. Right. The cat is like, you know, tiptoeing around and the toaster pops up and boy, does the cat pop up. And it's just fun. And Sam, you were saying how much you adore that and Joy had emailed and said she loves your laugh and all that. Um, Mike Pawpaw, you know him well. We've talked to him many times yeah. before. He's 87 years old. When we were young, when I was younger, he was a more serious person. As he's gotten older, he has loosened up a bit, right. tells more jokes, a lot more light in his heart, <laughs> if you will. Um, one Once when we were little and we went to stay with them for a week, I asked if I could bring my cat. And at first I was met with some, it was Smokey, but Pete Inker stayed home. Anyway, I asked if I could bring... Smokey the cat? Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Smokey oh, the Smokey cat. was a bear. She was gray. Anyway. Okay. This um, was your childhood cat, though? Yeah, this was my childhood cat in Murphy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, my brother brought his, brought his uh, Matchbox cars. I brought my cat. And so one night, he starts rolling the cars across the... Uh, floor yeah and the cats start jumping up straight up in the awesome. air my cat and Pawpaw thought that was the funniest thing ever and i remember that being one of the first mm. times i ever watched him lose it that and when he'd watch sanford and son so <laughs> the two funniest things for Pawpaw. i just realized the next time i see Pawpaw, i need to show him the cats and toasters yeah. video yeah. <laughs> you big dummy you can go check it out at murphysamandjody.com